How's it going, guys? Good evening. We are just a few days away from October. Seems like just yesterday we were talking about how much we were eagerly anticipating the start of the 2023 season. Well, now we're about a quarter of the way through. Uh, We're going to dive into everything that happened week three. Also look ahead to week four. This is the ESA with Buck and Ben. Welcome in. Appreciate you guys listening. Buck, what's up, man? How's it going? Not much, man. You know, I'm wearing a shirt tonight. Kyle Larson. You know, after that NASCAR win. Actually, what's the crazy thing about it is he even wrecked. And that's what helped me have the takedown this weekend. So, crazy things with DFS. But, yeah. I Kind of on a high with that, man. Been on a high with NASCAR. How, how have you been doing in football? football's not been too bad okay good for me it's been it's been awful so far um so maybe a change in philosophy going forward we'll get to that much later in the show yeah i think we'll get to some things but i I know you hit the takedowns quite a bit in nascar and uh you hit you hit your bets quite a bit so i'm sure you're riding high i'm just trying to scrounge on by get make sure i have the next meal on the table you know Come on now. <laughs> man. You, you you do better than what you put yourself on today, man. You do a lot better than that. You you do well. We got to make sure we have some scraps for dinner. That's all I can say. Some skirt steaks that are the ribeyes. Goodness gracious. I mean, skirt steak would be, oh, I'm thinking like Tyson chicken. Oh, okay. The ground it up one? The ground up chicken, and, yes. And the tube. <laughs> Man, appreciate everyone listening in. Uh, glad to be doing this with you again. Yeah, man. We're going to get right into it. Ben's first and 10. What I want to talk about from week three. Here we go. Number one. But you know this about me. I'm not sure if anyone else listening knows this about me. I'm a big competitive disc golfer. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you've been out there plenty. You know, we've been out there playing a bunch. You've, you've been constantly improving. Um and I don't play traditional golf, uh, at least rarely I have played. I played twice in my life. Um, it's fun, but it's just not my thing compared to disc golf. However, the game of golf in any form is is fairly similar, fairly mm-hmm. the same, right? It's a mental game. It's an individual sport, okay? And uh, for golf, it's, it's so interesting to me. Uh, I'm fascinated by it. Right, because it's not a win or loss scenario only. Right? Yes, of course you want to win, but there's only one winner in a field of you know just talking PGA Tour, 80, 90, 100 people field. Right? There's only one winner. So placement is something you think about. Consistency in where you finish. You're not going to finish first all the time. So can you be consistently in the top five, in the top ten, right? And from watching and playing more and more over the last couple of years, I've learned one of the best ways to be consistent in golf is to not make mistakes. Control what you can control, mm-hmm. right? Don't always have to make the most aggressive decision. You can play it safe, so to speak. And finish at a high level as long as as long as you're talented as long as you have the the tools and the pieces to succeed and then you use your smarts 
and good decision making, you're going to be a consistent, consistent threat on the golf course. And really, that comes that you can you can also phrase that as playing not to lose, right? Now, we had a 0 and 2 versus 0 and 2 team battle in Minnesota, and. Both coaches, we're going to talk about Brandon Staley in particular, but both coaches, it seemed like we're trying to give the game away. Both coaches, both teams are trying to give the game away. But I want to get specifically to Brandon Staley. We said his seat was on fire last week. You have a team up by four points, fourth down and short, on your own 24-yard line, under a minute to go, and the opposing team Needs a touchdown and does not have any timeouts left. And what do you do? You go for it on fourth and one with your backup running back running up the middle in an old school 1980s I formation run play. Okay. And I'm completely baffled and the re- only reason that he is still employed is because they found a way to win that game. And really, Minnesota found a way to lose it for him. So he should be calling Kevin McConnell, Kevin McConnell and, and Minnesota and thanking them. Because he's going to have at least one more week of employment with this team. And it probably bit him off a couple of weeks, honestly. You play not to lose sometimes. You don't always need to take the most aggressive approach. Punt the ball. They have they have you're you've been getting to them all day with the pass rush. They don't have no timeouts. They need a touchdown. And instead you run the ball. You didn't run it all day and you ran it at that point. It makes no sense. You're making the wrong decisions. And in golf, you'd be in the bottom, you probably missed the cut. In the NFL, you don't have much more of a rope. Uh, You might be cut here pretty soon if you don't get it together. Number two. We can continue to blame Russell Wilson if you want. And and we'll get to him later. Plenty plenty of blame, deservedly so, for Russell. But we got to start blaming Sean Payton as much, if not more, than than Russell Wilson for the 0-3 start. Sean Payton in his career. And I talked him up in a number of episodes so far this year, but I can't deny it much longer. I mean, Sean Payton in his career has been one of the best offensive minds we've seen in the last 25 years, but he can't get the defense right. In New Orleans, what was the problem with the Saints? It was never their offense, but their defense in the later years of Sean Payton was historically bad, especially against the pass. What happened to him on Sunday? Torch with the pass. Torch with the run. I don't... I know he didn't acquire all this personnel himself. He wasn't responsible for this personnel. He wasn't there when they built the team. But uh, I was told that he's coming in to clean up the culture. Clean up the clock management. Right? Clean up the verbiage on offense. Right? Rally the defense. And... The only thing that's gotten better this year is Russell Wilson. Everything else on the team has gotten worse. So, as much as we want to blame Russell, 
And there is Blaine that he needs. We got to give just as much, and I would say more, to Sean Payton. He needs to take a long look in the mirror. Stop putting your quarterback on blast in the media. You never did that with Drew Brees. Why are you doing that with Russell Wilson? Do you think that's helping his confidence? Do you think that's helping locker room chemistry? Calling him out? Let's remind people, for for people who may not know, um, Russell Wilson's five-year extension starts next year. So they're locked in for a long time. So I said a couple weeks ago, maybe Russell or maybe, yeah, Russell has a shorter rope than Sean. I'm starting to rethink that because they're not getting out of this contract. So he's going to be there for the next half decade. Sean's not going to make it that long if he doesn't get it together soon. Number three. When I say poorly run franchises, historically, which ones come to mind? I think for me, there's four or five that come to mind, but three specifically I want to talk about. The Raiders, the Browns, and the Jets, okay? And specifically, I want to talk about poor drafting in the first round. Let's start with the Raiders, 2007. First overall pick, maybe the biggest bust in NFL history, Jamarcus Russell, quarterback. Out of LSU, I believe he played one good half in the bowl game before that, so they took him number one. That didn't work out, obviously. Okay, who else was in that draft? Adrian Peterson, just to name one guy. Plenty of other Hall of Famers, but Adrian Peterson was one of them. Uh, Let's go to the next year, when they did take a running back in the first round. Uh, They took Darren McFadden, one of the Heisman Trophy candidates from Arkansas. Uh, Who else was in that draft? Ray Rice. Didn't pan out for a great career, but for, for the start of his career was great. Jamal Charles, potential Hall of Famer. Um, let's go to the next year. Uh, first round pick seven, I believe. Darius Hayward Bay, wide receiver out of Maryland. What was the receiver taken after him? Calvin Johnson. Okay. Let's talk about the Browns. Johnny Menzel, bust. Baker, bust. Uh the year you had Watson and Mahomes in the draft, you didn't take either one of them. Instead, you took Miles Garrett, who's been good. Then you took Deshaun Kaiser later, trade down. You had a bunch of picks. You could have got Garrett and a top-level quarterback. But you passed on Mahomes. You passed on Watson. Uh, and just a, just a terrible number of other quarterback calls, you know, outside the first round for, for the Browns. Let's go to the Jets. Vernon Golston. 2006 defensive end Ohio State. He was a bust. Who else came in? Who else came out in that draft? Calais Campbell. And of all those guys, of all those terrible picks where you miss the guy, the guy goes later. Zach Wilson is shaping up to be that level of bust, and even more so than the Golston's. You know, Baker. McFadden. I'm going to put him in the Jamarcus Russell level of bust. What were the Jets thinking by taking this guy with the number two overall pick when you had Justin Fields and Trey Lance? Now, don't get me wrong. They haven't looked good either. One of them isn't even playing. But they're both better than Zach Wilson, I would say. Mac Jones, we'll get to him later. He's better than Zach Wilson. Trevor Lawrence, you didn't have the opportunity to get him because you blew the year before having the first round pick because you won late in the season, which made no sense. 
So uh, poorly run franchises continue to be poorly run franchises with drafting and decision making and season outlook and season performance. Even when you need to lose a game, you can't even do that right. Poorly run franchises uh, want to highlight those three in particular with the drafting. Zach Wilson, the latest major bust in the NFL, number four. A good Sunday for guys named Tank in division in divisional battle. So uh, two tanks faced off. Uh, Tank Bigsby got a touchdown for the Jags. Tank Dell got a touchdown for the Texans. Just a fun little topic. I thought it was cool. Two tanks faced off, both scored touchdowns. But the Texans, may, they may not win a lot of games this year, but they're going to be tough to beat. Uh, similar... Similar to the Lions last year. Um, maybe not as offensively gifted as the Lions were last, last year, but I think they're better on defense. Uh, head coach, I, I like him so far. And the quarterback, very impressive. We'll get to him in a minute. Number five. Uh, it's great to see a seven-year journeyman like Josh Dobbs uh, not only get his chance to play, but in my opinion, exceed expectations so far in Arizona. Uh First of all, he's faster than I thought he was, more athletic, more poised, yeah. uh, and looks like he's hungry for the opportunity. I know we looked at the Cardinals as one of the bottom feeders in the NFL, but don't tell them that. They're playing tough. Jonathan Gannon, he left Philadelphia, defensive coordinator, coached with the uh, Cardinals. I thought it'd be an absolute mess. It hasn't been so far. Um, well, yeah, they're, they're one and two, but... They're playing these games close. They had a huge lead on the Giants, and they blew it. They handled the Cowboys for three quarters, and the Cowboys came back slightly at the end. But, but I mean, the Cardinals handled this game. And in the first game, they had the uh, Commanders barely lost to them. Uh, they're playing tough, and it's nice to see Josh Dobbs get the opportunity, making the most of it so far. Uh if he continues playing like this in in what may not be a high win total season, I don't see Kyler getting back on the field. Number six, C.J. Stroud, is now cemented as the one that looks the best of the rookies so far for me. 64.5 completion percentage, 98 passer rating, 906 yards, four touchdowns, zero turnovers, with a defensive rookie head coach, four starting linemen out, and no real weapons. Uh, most questions were about CJ Stroud of the three top quarterbacks in terms of his ability to play in the NFL. Well, the most experienced questions were for Richardson, but he, we knew he had the athleticism and we knew Bryce Young had, had the experience, has some athleticism and, uh, the winning pedigree at Alabama, but CJ Stroud was the question mark. He's looked Unanimously the best so far this year. Number seven. This Miami Dolphins offense could be historic. One of the best we have ever seen. Uh, let's compare them to some of the offense, offensive greats uh, over the years. Great show on turf. You know, the 99 Rams. 07 Patriots. Brady Moss. Welker. 2013 Broncos. Demaryius Thomas. Peyton Manning. 55 touchdowns broke the record for receive for, or passing touchdowns and passing yards that year. 
2018 Chiefs, Mahomes' first year starting, put up 50 touchdowns and over 5,000 yards. Um, and there's a second year in McDaniel's system. They just dropped 700 yards and 10 touchdowns on an NFL team without one of their starting receivers. But here's the thing about all those teams I just mentioned, except for one of them. They did not win the Super Bowl that year. The only one was the Gray Show on Turf in 99. So since the start of the millennium, all these high-powered historic offenses have not got it, gotten it done in the postseason. We'll see if Miami can be different, but I'd have a feeling they're going to run out of gas toward the end, towards the end of the year number eight. When I count it most, Dak and Mike McCarthy couldn't deliver. And I told you guys last week, I've seen this movie and the sequel would be no different. And if you didn't listen to me, that's your problem. But but I've seen the movie. And I know how it ends. This is this is the climactic, you know, part right right toward the end. You have 20 minutes left in the movie. And you know what's gonna happen. Sure, they may, they may continue to win. They they may even sneak into a. I could see them winning the division still over Philadelphia. I could. I could see Philadelphia getting just one extra loss than the Cowboys based on just a tough middle of the, of the road schedule. Even if they do win the division, we know what's going to happen in the playoffs. And the reason we know, and the reason why we're so confident of it other than the fact that it's happened for the last 30 years is the fact that Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott cannot deliver in the postseason. I know Mike has a one ring, okay, but he's been there a bunch and has a lot of pretty bad losses. Dak, what does he have, two postseason wins in seven years? 40%. Touchdown percentage in the red zone so far this year. That is tied for 27th in the league. He's only thrown one interception. Sure. Yeah, it was at the biggest point of the game for any of the three games so far this year. And that's the time he threw it. So, um, Dak Prescott, I actually respect the guy and like the guy. And I'm not going to go where Buck's going to go and say he's not a starting quarterback in the league. But we knew what was coming. And I said, this is the standard for the Cowboys. Pretty good, not great. Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, both. Pretty good, not great. Number nine. Mac Jones is cementing himself as a dirty player. He is. I don't like the guy at all. It reminds me of Grayson Allen in the NBA. He does. I mean, he does. Absolutely does. Already in multiple penalties and fines last year. Taking a low low blow now on Sauce Gardner this year. These actions from these two guys just screams spoiled rich kid to me. And and got carried your way through sports and got gifted a D1 opportunity to Duke in Alabama. I don't like Mac Jones. I don't like the way he plays. And I more and more don't like his character. Calling out the coaches, you're your second, third, your player, calling out the Patriots coaches. Come on. Look for the Patriots, draft a quarterback in the first round next year. Move off this punk, number 10. Mahomes is one of a kind. 
Mahomes is one of a kind. Just wanted to highlight this at number 10. Already two MVPs, two Super Bowl rings, two Super Bowl MVPs, five conference title games all at home. Three, three of them wins, three Super Bowl appearances. Uh, historic start, just hit 25,000 yards in his last game and needed one more touchdown to get the 200. He's sitting at 199 right now. In his just started his sixth year, uh, absolutely historic start. And the thing about Mahomes is on top of all that, he's a gritty player. He's played through injuries. He's tough. He's a leader. I mean, off the field, there's no issues, no drama. Even his family members are getting are have are bringing drama to the media and it's not affecting him at all. Uh, historic start will go down with his coach as the best ever in their respective fields. That is Ben's first and 10. You hit on a lot of good things there. Um, I'm going a couple of them. Dobbs, definitely better than I expected. Handling this situation, you know, he, he's over there. Yeah, what do you get it, brought in two weeks before the start of the season? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's doing. Above and beyond anything you would imagine him to be able to do. And went over and beat the Cowboys. I mean, say what you want about the Cowboys. You know, just some say they're Super Bowl winner, winning caliber kind of a team. I've heard that for a while now. But I, I mean, it, They it, were but last it, year too. It, it, and it's been that way. But they're a whole lot better maybe at a lot of some positions than what the Cardinals are. And Dobbs went out there. He played better. He played better quarterback than Dak. Sure. And I mean, without a doubt. And this guy right here, he is a starting quarterback. I mean, what I've seen so far, he's not done bad. Um, let's go over to Dolphins. Yeah. And also, them not kicking a field goal. Also, you know, sportsmanship and everything. Dolphins. To make it, I guess, the record or whatever you want to call it. I mean, which is, sportsmanship, whatever. I mean, but they also put I, up 70 first. So I, it's not, I couldn't call them that sportsmanlike. I mean, I don't care. I would have kicked field goal. Sure, me too. But, you know. We can't say they're they're being a good sport because they didn't kick a field goal. I mean, they put up 70. They could have ran the ball out. And this Dolphins team's a whole lot better than what Ben said they would be this year. And they're a Super Bowl caliber team. They're they're definitely better than what I said. I didn't have them making the playoffs. However, I just told you guys why they won't win the Super Bowl this year. The odds are not in their favor. Well, that's true. All right. <laughs> just that's yeah. it, huh? That's, that's it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I can go back with Mahomes too, and you know, I agree with you there. And I go ahead and put a little tidbit in there. Let's go ahead and say Kelsey catches that touchdown. I'm sure he will. I, w- I was thinking of saying that as well. I- I'm pretty sure it's going to be Kelsey. Um, I'm glad he got one last week. That was big for the kid. We appreciate that, Trev. Uh, so we're going to get to top five here. And we want to go with top five quarterback storylines because I know Buck is chomping at the bit to get into some of these guys' ears. Uh, I'm sure he has a lot to say on some quarterbacks. So, but take it away. What five quarterback storylines are you looking at to start the year? Look, this guy right here, you know, he tours UCL. 
You know, yeah, it's not a huge story. But I think it should be more of a story just because he hasn't lost. I mean, this kid is out there playing like a veteran. And really, he's still basically a rookie. Um, Brock Purdy. Um, I really like this kid. I think he's going to continue to be better. Of course, he is gifted with a talented offense. Right. And, you know, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, 736 yards, and a rushing touchdown. No, it's not necessarily the flashiest thing. But with that team right there, we discussed before, you don't need flashy. You need just good quarterback play. And that's what he provides here. Don't don't lose the game. He is consistent. And I think consistency is not talked about enough in a sense for a quarterback play. Because, hey, he's not Mahomes. Hey, you know, and I hate to say this, but, you know, Dak's talked about a lot more than what Brock Purdy is. And Brock Purdy does a lot more for his team than what Dak does. I like I like Brock Purdy, and I think that that should be talked about more there. Number four, I want to touch on what you were talking about in your first and ten with the rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, Richardson's pretty much balled out. I like I like what he's shown. Yes, he's concussion. I don't know if he's really gonna play this weekend or not. I think that's still up in the air. Stroud, man, what what a player there. You know, looks good so far. Young. He's also been, you know, beat up a little bit. But he hasn't had that flashy, that decent kind of a thing you need to see from a draft pick that he was picked at, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, it's early. But it's still early, so we got to not overreact. Yes. But to me, Stroud has played far better than anyone of them. Four touchdowns, zero interceptions, 906 yards. Look. Richardson is not thrown like that. I mean, he also has that running ability. Cam Newton kind of a style in Cam Newton's early days. That's where I like this. That's where I kind of see him, how he runs everything. I really like it, but he throws really good too. You know, like I said, Young is not doing great, but 299 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, five carries, 51 yards. You know, that's that's not horrible. No. Um that that's that's better I mean that's you know I, I it's better than Zach Wilson. I, I'm about to say the same thing. Yeah, I, I, it I, is. I I wanna I wanna not talk Zach Wilson too much because This is a that, that, no, that kid, this is that a kid. historically bad draft pick. And I and I didn't talk about it much coming in like leading up to this show. I haven't been on the kid hard. This is historically bad draft pick. It's not his fault, but this is not a number two. I mean, maybe undrafted should have been where he was. Uh, this is bad. Very bad. Yeah. So, <clears throat> to me, I have Stroud, Richardson, and Young in those three. That's how I rank them. Yep. And I think that's how anybody should rank them. I tell you, the quarterback from that draft, I really think the future is bright in the NFL. I mean, um, next year, huge quarterback draft and Richardson I think next year he takes another leap better get some better players around him but Stroud man I, I tell you I, I think I think I think and that he's a lot better than what I 
ever said and ever thought this 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 kid's real deal and it, yeah he looks poised and you know he's going to age a lot better than Richardson or Bryce Young yeah he, he's big enough to withstand some contact but he doesn't run into people the way Richardson does he'll age the best of all three he can sit in the pocket and, and do just yeah, he, and, and well, he's, a, he's just a pocket quarterback yeah and, but he's a little more athletic yeah I mean than, he, than a true pocket and you have to have that that run ability and, yep. and, and but you can't be finally you're on board with it yeah. Only took you a couple years to get on my side with it. All right, let's go number three here. Let's do it. Woo. I think that everybody thought that the whole organization was going to be burning down. When Aaron Rodgers left that building. Let me tell you something. This kid right here, he has the poise. I know me and you watched the game, and I said it numerous times. See how he plays. I was watching this game, you know, how they were down this past weekend against the, the Saints. It was like 10 minutes left, whatever it was, in the fourth quarter, down 17 0. I was like, let's see what this kid can do. I don't expect him to win, I, I want to see what he does. Man, 18 unanswered points. Of course, give the defense credit. They had to stop. They had to do their thing, too. But this kid right here has been doing good stuff. And I really think that it needs to be more talked about of how really talented he is. Looking at plays that they actually are doing, it's a lot like what they were doing with Rodgers. Some exact same stuff. My thing is this. He has a little bit of that mobility. You know, a little bit extra mobility. Then with Roger, Roger had mobility, but nothing like him. You know, younger. You know. He, right. He, and he's there. This kid right here, 60, 655 yards, seven touchdowns, one interception, 14 carries, 74 yards, and a touchdown. I think he's a real deal. I think that this is a quarterback for the next few years. And I'm finally going to end up saying that. I've seen enough, I believe now, where I'm going to say it. Now he's going to come Thursday night, he's going to burn, be sacked 10 times or something and throw three interceptions probably now. But looking at looking at what I've seen, he is, I think he's going to be the future. Okay, well, he needs to be. You have no other option, really. Honestly, you can move off of him. Actually, you're not paying him, so you do have that option. But he should be. Uh, He's sat behind Rodgers for three years, so he should be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Pretty good. He should be light years ahead of the rookies this year, even though it's his first, you know, starting role. Um, And when I just watch him play versus C.J. Stroud, I think Stroud's better. So... It's a small sample size, but I'm not ready to convince to be convinced that Jordan Love is the real deal yet. Very easily could have lost that game and probably would have if Derek Carr doesn't go out and lose all momentum for the team. Um, I know that's football. That's how the it's how the ball falls. Next man stand, you know, next man up. Right. It's not about the it's not about the next man up. It was about it, it killed their momentum and they were putting it on the Packers. New Orleans is a good defense, so I do 
think he has poise. He showed poise, obviously. And he had, as he should. It's his fourth year in the NFL. But am I ready to give him the real deal tag? Not yet. Not yet. And that's fair. And that's also, fair. Because also he blew a game against Atlanta just a week before. Yep. I mean, and that's fair. But And that's fair. I mean, I, I'm not going to disagree with that. Because, yeah. But how he came back the week after. And yes, it was slow start. Yes, it should be some points. Yes, there should be some better play. But how you finish that game out. Yeah, somebody got hurt. But you also, they also have a backup quarterback that's been in the league for a while and as a starter that should be already ready for the game. And I don't think he's, you know, I, I've never been high on Jameis, but, you know. Yeah. I, but I don't think he's Zach Wilson bad. Definitely not. All right, let's go to number two. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> they stink. Um, Dak, same old, same old. Um, the, this quarterback play is vanilla, stale. What else? I mean, you're losing to the Cardinals. You're losing to the Cardinals. Yeah. Give Cardinals credit all you want. We've already done that. It's now talk about how bad the Cowboys really are. This defense is supposed to be really, really good. Well, they lost their best player, or the best player in the back One end. player. One player. That's big. That's big. That, big, changed, that changes a lot. It's big when you face the 49ers, but it's not as huge when you face the Cardinals. Well, it just happened, so maybe they're already in, in a shell shock, and they had, you know, you know what I mean? They, it, probably, they probably are overlooking the team, thinking, you know. I don't care. Losing to the Cardinals is absolutely is embarrassing, and I tell you something about it is, it's the most embarrassing thing since the butt fumble. Say what you want. Yeah. No, 647 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. He hasn't even faced a real team yet. He hasn't faced anybody. I, I don't see what anybody. They got to face the Patriots. That's not easy. The 49ers next. Man, I'm going to tell you something right now. They got some serious issues. And it's it's a quarterback. I'm sorry. I am not on the Dak train, and I am sorry, Cowboy fans, but it is time to find a quarterback. And I like him, his character, as a off the field, everything. And I think even locker room, he's a good guy. But Dak is the same old same. And I will tell you, he's not going to elevate your team through the playoffs and win a Super Bowl. That's not happening. And that's why I say he should not be the starting quarterback for the, the Dallas Cowboys. They should find someone else. Once again. And I know you disagree with that. Once again, maybe he should, maybe he shouldn't. But you can get you can get uh, Patrick Mahomes in there and they ain't winning Super Bowl. Okay? Jerry Jones is the reason why this team won't, will not succeed moving forward. More so than any quarterback or any one player or any one head coach. Jerry Jones, the ownership, that's the problem. So, you can throw Mahomes in there. You can throw Aaron Rodgers at 24 in there if you want. Tom Brady at, in 2007, put him on that team. You're not winning the Super Bowl because ownership is holding you back. So, you're saying they're, they will not be better off in the playoffs with Patrick Mahomes over Dak Prescott? I'm not saying that. I'm saying they will not win a Super Bowl with this ownership. Well, Super Bowl is hard to win. It's not easy to win. So, my thing is this. Who's, who, okay, who's better than Dak? 
Who who are you going to get right now that's better than that? Like in the league right now, are you going to trade for uh, Stafford or Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Are you? Kirk Cousins is Dak. They're about the same. Career numbers are identical. Uh, and, and he's also, I mean, he costs more than Dak, I believe. I'll go get Andy Dalton. Oh, for instead of that, you rather have Andy yeah. Dalton. You think he has a good track record in the playoffs? It's, it's better than Dak. It's not. It's not. I think he's won one game. At least Dak's won two. I mean, again, you put me in this position to to defend this guy. I'll play Trey Lance over Dak Prescott right now. Well, uh, okay. And I haven't even seen enough of Trey Lance. I'd rather see Trey Lance play right now and them lose the game if I was a Cowboys fan than watch Dak Prescott sit over there. I don't think many cows, Cowboy fans are on board with that. Well, I don't. Well, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> That's why I'm not a Cowboys fan. <laughs> well, yeah. We, we, we got to keep some people listening. All right, let's go number one. Let's do it. All right, let's keep this momentum going here. The cars that the Jets has been dealt with is pretty much normal. Um, yeah, I hate it for Aaron Rodgers and that that stinks, but you're still playing with the old Zach Wilson guy. Um, you got all the, the money, you put on all the time for Aaron Rodgers, but you just keep on keeping on with Zach Wilson. Yes, Aaron Rodgers may end up coming back. You know, who knows about that? That's up in the air. I really don't see him come back this year. He can't. He's not coming back this year because they're not going to sniff the playoffs. And, and so, exactly. Yeah. I, and so they're going to come back next year. He's going to play one year. I don't even know how the heck his Achilles is really going to do. Yeah, some people say it's going to be just fine, but you know, who really knows until you're actually playing? Look, this kid is barely throwing fifty percent. And really, this team is built to be a playoff team. Really, it is. Here's the thing. The Jets also need to take some of this blame. And I totally agree. But when you just sit down and take a sack, no one cares about you. Yeah. In locker room, ownership, past, Hall of Fame, they don't care. Looking at how he plays... Look, Andy Dalton and Minshew going to play one game this year, and they're pretty much where he's where this kid's at for playing every game so far this year, except for four snaps. This kid has no daggone clue. He doesn't even be need to be rostered on a team. I'm to that point now. This kid has no clue. If he wants to go play in one of those other leagues, arena things, let him be. But this kid, look, Dobbs, Fields, and Ritter. They're not good quarterbacks, but they're just good enough. They're better than him. They're better than him. And I'm a, I don't like Fields. I've never liked him as a quarterback. Look, I'm sorry. And you got someone like Dobbs outperforming you. Yeah, it may be that team. It may be ownership. It may be coaches. But look, those other teams have issues too. 
And Zach Wilson has the most, you know, experienced squad around him. And he's been in the league for a while, too. This this kid right here does not even need to be on a football team. I'm sorry. So, I don't disagree with that. But what, what I was saying that it's their fault, the, the Jets' fault, they didn't have a backup plan. No. For if Aaron was to go down, which was pretty likely because he's been hurt for the last four years and he's 40 years old and he's playing behind the worst offensive line he would ever have been. So it was pretty likely he was going to get hurt at some point. We didn't know it was going to be a season-ending thing in the first night, but it was pretty likely he was going to miss some time. They didn't have a backup plan. Not only that, they tried to appease him at every turn, hiring Nathaniel Hackett who I think the only person in the NFL who could run his offense is Aaron Rodgers because he's not that good of a coach, but for some reason, he connects with Aaron. Yeah, chemistry or something. Something, but he's not a great coach, so you're not going to be able to put a Zach Wilson mediocre guy and run that offense. It's going to be clashing parts. Mediocre? You give him that? Uh, Well, mediocre probably with Aaron, but we won't know until next year, maybe. Um, Rob... So you don't have a backup plan. You go get Randall Cobb, who is potentially 48 years old. I, I don't know exactly how old he is, but he's somewhere <laughs> in his late 40s, if I could if I could guess. Yeah. Um, Alan Lazard, good number three in Green Bay, probably a bad number four in New York. Okay. And you do everything to appease Aaron. When it goes sideways, you have nothing. You have no a backup plan. No no way to get out of it after the fact because you just kept Zach didn't expect a major injury like this you should have had first of all you should have got rid of Zach Wilson once you got Aaron because that was going to be potential for uh, distraction anyway you should have got a young guy to be behind Aaron younger than Zach with less bad habits and less bad game experience so I agree I'm not trying to like take blame on Zach Wilson. He's not an NFL caliber, caliber quarterback, but the organization should have seen at least a minor injury coming, let alone a major one, and had some sort of fail safe. Yeah. And they didn't. That's their fault. Uh, the Jets, like I said, one of the mo- most poorly run franchises in history. Let me get right into my top five. Uh, and that was I appreciate you getting fired up over some of that, man. Um, you I, you're not a Dak fan, and I get it. I'm not. A, I'm not a Dallas fan, right? But uh, I don't just don't know where you go with that situation for Dak. Uh, anyway, number five for me. Uh, how much longer until Russell Wilson gets benched? Uh, and and what are the Broncos going to do with his contract moving forward? That's number five because. Sean Payton's not going to give him much longer before he starts taking a look at Jared Stidham. But with that being said, that's a five-year extension coming in the tune of over 200 mil to a backup. That doesn't work either. So um, Broncos are in a mess of a situation for a, a long time to come, and I don't really know a way they're going to get out of it, but that's that's my number five question, Mark. Uh, how long does Russell Wilson get to play? And what do you do when he's not playing? Number four, can Deshaun Watson get back to a top five caliber quarterback and carry this Browns team? That's a storyline I'm looking at. Played his best game as a Brown against the Titans here this past Sunday. 
Seems like he's trending in the right direction. I don't think he's getting back there. But it is something I'm going to be watching. Without Chubb, Cooper needs the ball more to be to be involved and affect the offense. Uh, if Deshaun can be that talented guy we all saw in Houston, this is going to be a hard team to beat. And this team might find the postseason but can he? We're not sure. We'll have to wait and see. That's my number four. Number three, can Justin Herbert win big games for his team? Because you came on this podcast last week, Buck, and you told me that Burrow is barely a top five quarterback in the AFC, not even talking about the NFL. And you told me Josh Allen was light years ahead basically is what you said and i know you have justin herbert ahead of him let me ask you a question how many playoff wins did justin herbert have that'd be a zero how many come from behind victories clutch moments did justin herbert have i don't have the exact number but i know it's not a lot i know it's less than burrow um and we can blame this is one of the cases where every everyone all the other teams the quarterbacks getting blamed russell wilson Dak, right but this team continues to lose, and yet, Brandon Staley deserves a bunch of blame. So does Justin Herbert, and he's one of my favorite players in the NFL. However, you got to go down sometimes to win the game for your team. When your defense is not playing well, when the coach is, has his head in his ass, you got to go win sometimes for your team. <laughs> and he's not doing it. He's putting up monster stats yeah. quarters one through three, and in the fourth quarter, he's taking sacks. Not turning the ball over, but not making the throw either. Uh, And again, on third down, the play before they went forward or fourth down late in the game, he missed that throw too. So can Justin Herbert go win big games for his team? If you're going to tell me Joe Burrow is barely top five, Herbert must be barely top ten, and I can't put him that low. Uh, Burrow has two AFC Championship game appearances, one Super Bowl appearance, four or five playoff wins already, dropped to the same class. Herbert needs to catch up. That's it. Speaking of Joe Burrow, number two, will his calf be an issue all season? That's the number two storyline I'm looking at because that's the Bengals' season hinges upon Joe Burrow's calf. Here's the thing. When Mahomes got to the Chiefs, they were already a playoff team, right? When Herbert got to the Chargers, they were a good, well, you know, they were a, a solid roster, still had the Charger problems, but they had a solid roster you know, fringe playoff team, right? When Burrow got to the Bengals, they were a two-win team mess, okay? So, again, this guy has elevated a team, his team, more so than Herbert or even Mahomes has elevated his team. Now, I'm not saying I'm not saying Burrow's better than Mahomes. That's not what I'm saying. But he's elevated his team. He's, he's brought it up further than Mahomes has because Mahomes got to a stable situation out of the game. So, Will his cap be an issue all season? If it is an issue all season, this might be a throwaway season for the Bengals. Uh, their whole season is going to be hinging upon his health. Uh, and that's because he single-handedly has turned around that franchise. Number one. My number one storyline for quarterbacks throughout the first quarter of the season. When will Tua get paid? Because he's looking around at his draft class. Joe Burrow, he's got got the bag. Herbert, oh, Her- Herbert's got a, a big bag too. 
I'm the, I'm the next first round quarterback. Certainly, J, certainly Jalen Hurts doesn't already have the contract. Oh wait, Jalen Hurts second round has the contract too. Hmm. Did, did they forget about me? The top, the top uh, choice for MVP right now. Um, if I'm Tua, I'm going in there and saying, hey, look, I understand I have a concussion history. That's exactly why you need to pay me right now. Mm-hmm. Before I get right. before I get another concussion and I don't get the chance because I'm elevating this franchise. You guys try to ship me off for Brady. You guys try to ship me off for Breeze. Brian Flores, defensive coach, tried to ship me off. Okay, you had an owner doing some shenanigans, pulling some strings to get other other quarterbacks in here. You guys did all of that. I stayed the course. I was a team player throughout all of it, and now. You love me because you finally gave me a chance. You finally got a, a coach in here that believes in me. I'm shredding apart defenses, and you're still worried about my head and my concussion history. Uh, I understand you die. You guys don't want to break the bank. I w- maybe it's a maybe it's a couple you know uh, a front loaded contract, so the back end if he does get hurt isn't as bad for the Dolphins. I don't know how they want to structure it, but if I'm too, I'm walking in there saying you pay me now. Or I'm not playing the rest of the season. Um, I agree with that. I I totally agree with that, especially with his history of concussions, man. I, I really think that he does need. To yeah, pay just like now. The, just like the organization wants to protect themselves, Tua needs to protect himself as well. Uh, and he's as he goes, do the Dolphins need to give this man his money? Everyone else in that class has already gotten theirs. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, you know, there's still. I mean, there's some. <laughs> he's one hit away. Honestly, and and that that's the, you know, sure. And I, the team knows it, which is why they're being cautious. But they're dragging their feet. They, but well, I get it. But uh, he needs to play a little bit hardball. He's been gracious, and and they've already uh, treated him poorly over the years. Maybe, if you really think about it, maybe a little bit in between the Le'Veon Bell holding out and what are you doing right now? Find a little media. Yeah, I don't know about a little media yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they can get something done too. About 10 minutes to go. Let's get into some DFS. Uh, I know you got... I haven't been doing solid in FanDuel. So we're going to let you you take over the FanDuel. I'm going to go ahead with a little bit different philosophy this week. Yeah, we're going to do a little philosophy here. We're going to go almost, you know, I wouldn't say dark throw, but real extreme GPP mm-hmm. where you're going to go... For first, basically, you're gonna have four dolphins in there. No, I'm gonna have the red rifle against the Vikings in here. Uh, so, uh, reports say Bryce Young's playing. So, if he does play, then he does play. But if he's not, the red rifle. That's where I'm at there. I, I was hoping red rifle would play because I I love that. Play. I, I love it here. If not, also what I do have, I have a backup here. I'm just gonna go to the top. Going with Allen. That's where I'm going to go. I think this game right here is going to be a game of of the week. I think it's going to be high scoring. Mm-hmm. I think Dolphins may probably get ahead, and they're going to have to come from behind, and he's going to have to run. You know, He has that mobility, having that rushing mobility. Lawrence Jones do boneheaded decisions like we've seen him do. I think he's going to score really well. 20. 25 fantasy points over on FanDuel. That's where I like him at. Running back, I like Javante Williams. Sorry to cut you off. Josh Allen, if you're going to play him, you're going to need more than 20, 25 points. Well, I think that's going to be his floor. Okay. 
Um, running back Javante Williams. Love 50, it. 5,800, FanDuel, 5,500 on DK. Love it. He's seen a ball around 15 times total. Um, and he's playing against a Bears defense that's horrible. Now, this is going to be the only thing, bright spot, about this whole daggum game is right here. Um, I kind of agree and, with that. You know, you've had Pacheco, you've had CH this past week. Mm-hmm. They, and McKinnon, all and, three of them. They, they chewed them up. They've been chewed up all season so far. So why not him? And he's cheap. And I think, really, this is a spot where you can just save some salary. You want to go to a dark horse, go P. Ryan. Sure. You want to go P. Ryan there. Um, wide receiver, let's go to a vintage player. Thielen. <laughs> Maybe not quite the vintage, nice car kind of a deal, but 6,800 on FanDuel, 4,500 on DK. Look, I think no matter what quarterback plays here, I think he's a really solid play here. He does a little bit of everything. You know, 7, 11 receptions the past two. He got two touchdowns. You know, look, I think Chark is also an option here you can go to. Mm-hmm. But I really like this. Interface in a Vikings defense. That's not very good. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the other side there for tight end. Hawk. I don't think this is the week to go chasing some cheap tight end. Go get Hawk. This guy's consistent. He's good. I don't think you can really argue anything about him. Just go play him. I think that's the spot there. Defenses. I like the Eagles. Sure. Um, 49ers and the Patriots. I like them. Those are my teams I would go for. Yeah, I, I like a lot about it. I like a lot about it. Like I said, I'm going to stay off FanDuel for a little bit. So you are diversified with your betting and you're you're better than me definitely at at FanDuel at betting typically I had my moments in cash there was a couple years where I was very good with cash games has not started out well this year we're gonna shift over to prize picks you got me on this okay <laughs> um and you've been trying for a while and I finally did I listen to the finally listen to you and I love it so this is my daily fantasy start listening to me more prize picks yeah every now and then but I don't like you too much um, but I'm just, and I'm just going to call it a pick six. So I'm going to pick six players, the over or under. Uh, we're going to go all overs here with some of these props. Let's go Kenneth Walker, 64 and a half rush yards. Um, this That should be a high-scoring game. Playing the Giants, uh, Kenneth Walker's been trending in the right direction. I think that's going to be a lock for him to get, uh, you know, somewhere in the 70-plus rush yards. Uh, Baker Mayfield playing New Orleans, good defense. Look for him to get over 0.5 interceptions. We're going to give a pick or or more to Baker there. Um, Jameis Winston starting. You know who that's going to help immensely? Jawan Johnson, who played well with Jameis at the end of last year. Hasn't been targeted, really, with Derek Carr, but Jameis targeted him immediately when he came in the game. Two and a half catches. Give me the over on Jawan Johnson this week. Uh, Josh Allen. Three and a half, three or sorry, three hundred twelve and a half pass and rush yard combo. Give me Josh Allen to uh, surpass that easily in a high scoring matchup against the Dolphins. Jordan Love and Aaron Jones, 0.5 rush slash receiving touchdowns. Give me the over on that. If Aaron Jones plays, uh, either him or Jordan Love will get a rushing touchdown. 
or he'll throw one to Aaron Jones. I mean, I don't see any way around that. If Jones doesn't play, I'm going to give you a bonus here. I'm sorry, one more and then the bonus. Keenan Allen, uh, 82 and a half receiving yards. Take the over on that. No Mike Williams. Keenan Allen has has his best start to a season ever. Um, and the offense for the Chargers is humming. Look for him to keep on rolling. Um, and then a bonus if you don't like the Jordan Love, Aaron Jones play. Adam Thielen, 49 and a half receiving yards. Give me the over all day. I don't love it as much with Bryce Young playing, but I still think it's it's uh, likely that he gets over that. Just needs 50 yards. He should get that. That is my pick six with the bonus Adam Thielen. In case you don't like one of those picks. Got a couple minutes left. We're going to have to get right into Bucks bets. What do you got for us? You can take this as a parlay if you want to. It'd be plus 342. Or you can just break it down. Um, of course, you start breaking it down. You don't. You have to put a little bit more money to get your money here. But plus 102. Money line. I like the Rams over the Colts. At the Colts. Um. I just like them. I like I like them better than I do the Colts. Um, you know, it depends on what Richardson plays. If Richardson doesn't, that that probably you know comes a little bit more favor for the Rams. But I don't know what's how Vegas really looking at that. Minshew, I like I Minshew like Minshew hasn't been bad. I like Rams. Yeah, I do. I do like the Rams, especially plus odds. Um, I like the Jags to beat the Falcons. Yeah, Jags hasn't shown nothing, but. They have to now. Yeah, I think they'll handle the Falcons pretty easily this yeah. one. So I like that. It's a minus one seventy two there for the money line. Yeah. Um also like the Chargers over the Raiders there at minus two seventy. You know, they're minus five and a half favorites there. That's a plus three forty two parlay. I like this. Five and a half? Oh man. But I'm not I'm taking take I'm taking Ra- I'm taking the money line. Yeah. I might take the Ra- Raiders to cover that one. Oof. Uh but yeah, that's my buck space. But I want to add a little something here, real sure, quick. Sure, sure. Before we end, prize picks. There it really, is. Really, it was sixty-five and a half receiving yards. It's sixty-six and a half now. They finally caught to the books. I like him here. I think he get eighty to a hundred. That and this is against his old team. There's a narrative there. I like this. Couple revenge games. You got you got uh, Thielen playing his old team. Uh-huh. You got Jameis playing his old team couple revenge games this week should be a fun one some narratives i love narratives hey revenge games are a real thing narratives have made me more money this past weekend than people would realize i mean just knowing tendencies and knowing the emotional what drives a team that actually can can help you out with something see this guy he's a money man you know he makes all this money in these things don't, yeah. let him, don't let him fool you. And scra- just scrounging for the next hot meal. That's, no, that's what we're doing so over full here. Of it, man. Come on. Scrounging for the next <laughs> hot meal. Uh, two weeks ago, just bailing water. Now we're scrounging for some food. You, you bailing Modelo's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, another fun episode. Had a lot to say. Uh, I think we agree. Dak Prescott is not where he needs to be. Now, you are a little lower on him than me, uh, but that's to be expected. Zach Wilson, get out of the league. Uh, thanks for playing. Try again next time. Um, but I'm ready for week four. Let's go, man. I'm ready. I'm ready for week four. Starts tomorrow night. Lions go into Lambeau to play the Packers. Enjoy that game. Enjoy the full slate on Sunday. You know Buck and I will be enjoying it. 
and we enjoy all of you listening in. This has been the ESA with Buck and Ben.